Hey, pals. We're the gals, and we're coming back at you for another week of entertainment. I am stopping myself from saying fun-filled because half the time it's never fun-filled unless we say so in advance. Right. Unless we explicitly don't do world like news in general. <laughs> right. And even then, it's it's depressing social. It's we we don't have fun a lot. <laughs> Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to say in advance, if you guys hear anything, I apologize. I'm at home. I have little siblings and my pop um, that likes to sing occasionally. So my let bad. him sing. Uh, you could record an <laughs> intro for us. No. <laughs> let me tell you why that's not a good idea. But so, yeah, that's all I have to say. How you been, gal? Um, I've been not too bad. Um, I'm working from home these next two coming weeks. Uh, uh, uh. So I enjoy sitting my ass at home. But I last week was my birthday. Um, you know, one special day in my birthday month, as we all know. Um, and yes, I am a Gemini. If that <laughs> turns people off, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! Oh my god, you! Oh my god, you are a Gemini. Yes. What is the compatibility between Pisces and Gemini? Um. Oh, I think not good. I don't think it's good. Well, look at us breaking all odds and stuff. Let's see. Compat. I'm literally looking it up right fucking now. In sex, love, and life, it's fifteen percent. So we're <laughs> trust. One percent. Wow, I don't even know what website I'm on, but I'm seeing very low, very low percentages. Oh, yeah, you right, you right, you right, little boss. Oh my goodness, he's right outside the door. He's mad that I locked. <laughs> we'll have an audience today. That's all. I'm so sorry. Um, but wow, look at us beating all odds, being all besties, odds. actually being quite literally cousins. That's what we are. Very true. So um, here we are. All right, so let's get into it. <laughs> Start us off. Uh, folks, we're going international today. We decided that America's just a lot all the time. So we're just going to see what the world has to say. I mean, the world is also a lot all the time. Yes, these are just snippets of things. As you know, the world is a very large place. There's always something going on, but never enough coverage. And we have to make sure that we take from reliable sources as well. Um, Absolutely. So if we're missing... Any type of issues, we're not touching on topics that you guys want us to talk about, let us know. But I'm start off with Switzerland. <clears throat> so this is from the New York Times. As I said, all of our news sources are mostly credible and mostly they we try to keep it neutral in terms of political affiliations, but sometimes we do take things from left-leaning things, uh, left-leaning sources. But yeah. So uh, Switzerland finds that the Liberian rebel leader is finally guilty of wartime crimes. His name is Alu Kasai, and he was officially sentenced to 20 years in prison, which is not long enough um, because my man has a reputation. He has a big reputation during the Civil War, especially in 2003, when there were many gruesome testimonies against him in terms of execution and torturing civilians during the war. And when I say torture, I mean torture explicitly, like James Bond type of torture. And this was to women, children, he liked to do to pregnant women, and males in front of their families. Um, wow. Yeah, and these no, were just... No, you're starting people. off hot. 
know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and this is from Geneva. So, as I said, he's a Liberian warlord slash crime um, lord. And he was finally found guilty of murder and cannibalism. He used oh. to eat children. Casually. Um, and just add that women. Oh. Right. Right, right, right. Um, and, and he used... I don't know. Child- sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. It, I, oh, I'm very interested in cannibals. Um, but did you know, like, if there was any reason, like, did he, was it like a spiritual thing or like, um, like, I just want, like, did he have a reason for cannibalizing other people? Like, I feel as if that's not something everyone does all the time. And I feel as if you just have a reason to do that. I do not believe he talked about it, but I did okay. hear through the grapevines from reading many novels that <laughs> human meat tastes like pork. Yes. And that, that once well. you taste it, you can't go back. Even oh. if it's accidentally, you'll crave it. So I personally okay. don't plan on having human anytime soon, but like, let if me, some let, circumstance arises, I'll let you know, you know? I'll let right, you know. Right, Okay, cool. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, he also used child soldiers in Switzerland, in, uh, in Switzerland, in the uh, Civil War. So yeah. his first conviction was specifically for the atrocities in Liberia's back-to-back civil wars between 1989 and 2003, where almost mm, 300,000 people died. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> Yeah, man. He's 46. He was guilty on 21 out of the 25 charges against him, including 13 civilians just because, and then raping said civilians after death. Um, Oh. Oh, after death. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. He was the former commander of the United Liberation Movement of Liberia for Democracy, or the ELIMO, or the U-L-I-M-O. Um. And so, yeah, wow. he only got 20 years. And this is a landmark judgment case, not only because it's the first war crime conviction against like a Liberian commander or a commander that far up in Africa, but because it shows that it's possible to convince a court with testimonies of victims, even so long after the fact that this person is still guilty. Right, um, right. And Switzerland recognizes universal jurisdiction, which allows for prosecution of serious crimes committed in other countries, meaning that you could be tried in yep. Switzerland for something you did in, like, Canada, basically. Yeah, not... yeah. Switzerland is one of those places. Nice. Yes. So, um, did I hear you say for just a little cannibalism and serial rape, uh, he got 25 years? No, ma'am. He was charged for 25 things. Out of those oh. 25 charges, he was only convicted of 21 of them, and he's getting 20 years of prison. Oh, that's even worse. So <laughs> he only is getting 20 years of prison for crimes against humanity, really. Yes. Okay, so what I'm hearing you saying is that you said, what, he's in his 40s? So he'll get out um, by the he's- time he's 60. He could definitely live. He could definitely get out. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, good. So I, I mean, good on Switzerland for for condemn, you know, for fucking taking this dude down. However, he'll be back. He'll literally fucking be free. Like I can't. I'm. I wow. 
Yeah, I know. A lot of the things, like a lot of convictions tried in other countries, sometimes they're like, what? That doesn't make sense. But then you have to remember that everything is low-key kind of corrupt and you have to think about the politics behind it, the um, who who they're, you know, sending to prison, yeah. what their connections are, what could happen for them, what would be their consequences if they did something else. Like, you never know. You got to take all these things into consideration, unfortunately, because... Uh, as I said, everything's corrupt. All right. That's a good way to but start. Yeah, that's it for mine. Um, they're still following the case. Um, he was living in Switzerland when he was arrested back in 2014. Okay. And it only took him up until now. Um, but yeah, but then after he's released, after the 20 years, uh, Switzerland is basically expelling him for 15 years, and that's it. Okay, so... From Switzerland. So he'll just move to another country. Great. Like Yes, this is correct. All right. All right. That's what I have for now. All right. I I, I don't I don't even all right. Just <laughs> next. <laughs> next. Oh, what you got for us, boo? Oh yeah, it's me, my boo. <laughs> I was like okay. mm. I was just so I was just so now I was like, oh no, no, no. I, <laughs> wow. Okay, next is me. E. Uh, so I decided to, uh, let's, let's jump over to South Africa, you know, world hoppers over here. Uh, so in South Africa, there were some, like some small rural villages in South Africa, um, a few weeks ago had people have been coming up with these unidentified stones that they've just been finding. So they're Mm -hmm. like, what are these stones? We, we are not sure. So, someone, I don't know who, probably a big fucking mouth, was like, they're diamonds. So now, everyone in all the villages around, like, this particular area, um, and people that, from all over Africa, like, were starting to come to this village, like, these areas, and start fucking digging, digging in the fucking ground. Because someone said that there were diamonds there. Wait, so they're going into people's homes and just digging up their land with well, no, no permit, not homes, like- but yeah, it's like rural villages, so there's just a lot, a lot of land between. They're just digging up all the fucking patches of land between villages. That shit don't belong to them. Mm-hmm. Because someone said there were diamonds, so guess what? A diamond rush happened, so people were just like, "Let's go find us some diamonds and fucking sell it." Okay. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, people have been digging since June twelfth. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been going on for over a week. People are just, like, literally, pe- it's just, people are going out into an open field and just digging, just picking a place. So, <laughs> right. Um, so, on Sunday, so, like, th- today, because this is a <laughs> brand new article, I was like, which Sunday? Okay. Today, there were at least 3,000 people at that site. Like, Oh, today. my God. Yeah, digging around in the fucking dirt. And you want to know the best part of it all. What? Do you think these are diamonds? I think they're just diamond fakes, like how there's fake gold or fool's These gold. are not even fake. These are just quartz. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And somebody couldn't fact check that? They didn't fact check it until 3,000 people came to the site and everyone is digging up all these rocks that look the same and they're quartz. They're just clear quartz. Oh, my God. So these, like, quartz have relatively low, if any, value at all. 
R.I.P. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They really wasted their time, energy, Mm -hmm. resources for some quartz. I mean, they could make some cute little necklaces now and sell it on. Yeah, I don't think it'll help the bill. Right. But the the concern about this, the other reason I brought this up is because, you know, there are still like while we over here in the United States have the luxury of being vaccinated and then anyone who doesn't want to get the vaccine is just beyond me. But right. There are many countries, um, many countries in Africa included, that have could not afford yet to get their own supply of vaccines for their citizens. South Africa is a place where they have very low vaccination rates. So people are saying that because all these people are rushing here because of this diamond rumor, mm-hmm. a lot of them are not wearing masks because they're in the hot sun and they're, they're doing a lot of manual labor. Um, so this uh. may be a super spreader event for South Africa. Because not all these people are going to go back to their villages or towns because people came Mm -hmm. from all over. Right. So, yeah. Do you know who the source was of that? Like, do you know, like, the first... Okay. It just said someone from a rural village assumed that, thought that it was diamonds and no one... And that rumor just got out and people ran. Do you think they did that on purpose to, like, bring people I to don't. the village or something? Right, I know. Because, because now it's, like, publicity and now people are going to, like, pay attention and, like. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who, it, however it got out and however it's word traveled that fast, mm-hmm. it's a super spreader event now. Like, just looking at some of the images, I, I can't even see a mask, like. Maybe a couple old people are wearing it, but definitely no one else. I gotta look this up after. I'm interested. I'm gonna follow it and see what mm -hmm. happens. I'm interested too. I'm like, will this be a super spreader? Because it damn near seems like it will be. Right. Yeah. No mask. It might be. Right. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. Thank you. Thank y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, y'all. It's back to me now, and we're going into Nigeria. This is a little bit of a sad story. Um, A boat carrying about 200 people capsizes in Nigeria. Bodies are still currently being recovered, and they cannot determine a number yet as to how many bodies are recovering because, as I said, it's an ongoing thing right now. But in Kaduna, Nigeria, a boat with 200 people, as I said, capsized. Um, and on Wednesday, um, and although the number of casualties remain unclear, they are trying to make it hopeful. Um, unfortunately, it's uh, not looking like it. Uh, they are fearing that half of the passengers might be lost to the sea. Yeah. Um, it's not very good. Many passengers were returning from newly discovered gold in Niger, oh. um, which is a country in Africa because Africa is freaking huge. And they were bringing back specimens and things like that. Um, and they usually go there in the evenings and return in the morning to where they were staying, which is in uh, Wara, which is a town close mm-hmm. to uh, Nigeria. So they're local miners, too. A few of them are local miners. Some of them are coming from South Africa, from Europe. Uh, A lot of uh, uh, palm-colored individuals. 
Oh, and it. yes. So um, this was like a boat full of like what researchers and laborers. Yes. Okay. Yes. There were a yeah. few other passengers that were just normal civilians, just making their ferry route from right. like home to work. But for the most part, a lot of them were uh, gold diggers, quite literally. Gotcha. Um. So as I said, the bodies are still being recovered. They are keeping an eye on it, but they are uh, certain that most of them are lost to the sea. Some individuals, some locals, excuse me, are blaming it on um, a curse, basically, because palm-colored folks aren't supposed to touch certain things, and when they do, shit happens. Um, And a lot of the locals believe that that shit happens for a reason, and palm-colored folks think it's a joke. Um, So... But yeah, so far most of the locals have been found. It's just uh, the uh, other other gals and pals that are not yet. Yeah. So keep an eye out if you're interested on seeing yeah. what comes out of this story. As I said, it's a boat ferrying 200 people, capsized yeah. in Nigeria. I mean, hopefully they recover some more bodies. You know, just to give families closure and stuff. That's that's that. Right. Being lost to the sea is a different type of pain. Right. Wow. Unfortunately. But that's my little article for you. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's hop over to South America. Uh particular well Latin America, particularly El Salvador. (laughs) So I I don't know how many of you heard, but you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, that's a big thing among folks. Uh I heard that it tanked because of what Bezos said or something. Yep. It, it's such a volatile thing that mm-hmm. literally if, if a billionaire tweets something wrong, it, it'll drop. Like, no thank you. It also dropped when it dropped beforehand when um, Elon Musk had tweeted some shit about selling or like Dogecoin. Like he had so, said something about it. Ah, uh, yeah. The Dogecoin industry right now. Mm-hmm. Shit. He just tweeted that he was going to fucking sell it. And everyone was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? Now, like, it's worth, like, I mean, before they were getting up there where it was worth, like, 50 cents. Right. But now it's, like, 23. Sometimes it dips down to, like, 17. Yeah. Sucks to suck. It's amazing. But, right. Bitcoin, which is the way more successful big brother of Dogecoin, uh, Mm -hmm. and has been around much longer, um, it's, it's been just as volatile you know one day it could be worth 50 grand the other day it could be worth 30 so you know you never really know what you're going to get when you wake up so a lot of financial institutions are hesitant about this kind of currency and investing and blah 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 blah. who cares anyways (laughs) el salvador came out of left field quite literally and they just randomly last week said we're going to make Bitcoin a legal form of tender in our country. Meaning, you could go to the corner store, buy yourself a bacon egg and cheese, and a Pepsi with Bitcoin. No bodega would accept that. No bodega would accept that. Correct. So El Salvador said, but we would. We would let you do that. Um... So, like, it, El Salvador wanted to use Bitcoin, like, alongside the U.S. dollar. So, 
I, I know like a lot of people in El Salvador, El, Sal- El Salvadorian like president said that he was committed to try to make El Salvador have transparent currency processes um, um, because like 72 or so percent of people in El Salvador don't have a bank account and a lot of them do not participate in banking. A lot of people tend to keep their oh, money. Oh, so they want to make money. So, yeah, so they're like, oh, people don't bank in within our country as much. Like our home residents don't bank as much. Um, and the president was like, oh, Bitcoin, because I, I don't know what percentage of people in El Salvador use have Bitcoin. I, I don't, I don't know how, like, much that was for us to consider this in the government. But I digress. Mm-hmm. So they said that's what we're gonna do. Last week, El Salvador was like. <laughs> use your Bitcoin to fucking buy stuff in our country. Yeah, because the El Salvador population have access to phones and let alone Wi-Fi for Bitcoin. Right. So then, you know the World Bank, right? You know. Bank right. World. Um, heard about this. <laughs> and they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> so a World Bank spokesperson said, we are committed to helping El Salvador in numerous ways including currency transparency and regulatory processes. However, while the government did approach us for assistance on their Bitcoin, this is not something the World Bank can support given the environmental and transparency shortcomings. Because the entire point of Bitcoin is that it is anonymous. That is the appeal of Bitcoin. So you can't really be transparent if everyone is anonymous. Hmm. Yeah. Who's getting the money from where, like, and in the case of crimes, like monetary crimes, you, you can't track anything. If it's no, you cannot. So, so if you buy illegal weapons or, you know, drugs, you're, they're going to be like, right. What are they going to do? Take your phone? And that's not right. As a, and that's not even helpful. So. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So this is the World Bank's response to, oh, to the El Salvador's financial minister, Alejandro Zelaya who had asked the world mm-hmm. help for technical assistance on the implementation of like cryptocurrency. So they were like, we want to do this, but we're not sure exactly how can you help us? And the world bank was like, nah, since I'm busy. Jesus. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That sounds exciting though. It sounds like a fun time. If I'm yeah. So like another agency, the international monetary fund, the IMF, um, which mm-hmm. is another big financial, um, excuse me, institution said last week that they will also, not like they don't fully support, but they are not against uh, um, El Salvador. Any side, any side, literally any side. We want to do both. Thank you. <laughs> um, but they so they said they're not against it. They're not for it. But tell me why the IMF literally said we see a lot of macroeconomic, financial, and legal issues with this choice. Then say um, no, bitch. Right. Say no. What, you You're don't want to get yelled at. Or, like, what's going on? Right. So, everywhere is telling El Salvador to fuck off, pretty much. Um, But El Salvador was like, we still finna do it. Um, So, they have a law that's currently... uh, So, like, their Congress approved the proposal. So, in Mm -hmm. El Salvador by itself, the president and the Congress, they're all for it. Um. The president said that they've made history and this is a great move and this will be easier for um, Salvadorians that live abroad to send money home because that's one of the biggest, like, 
monetary action that that country sees is foreign nationals sending money back home. So they're like, it'll be way easier for them to do that if they use cryptocurrency, because then they wouldn't have to pay exchange rates or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this new law in El Salvador means that every business must accept Bitcoin for goods and services unless it is it can it does not have the technology needed to process the transaction say less so all the bodegas are safe <laughs> the bodegas are like bro we don't take nothing but cash <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah exciting i'm excited to see how that's gonna mm-hmm. turn out and like because the world the is telling the them right because the world is telling them no but el salvador is saying yes <laughs> So they're going to do it. They passed it in their country. So I'm very excited to see how this goes. El Salvador said yes, senpai. The world said no. <laughs> right? I just, can you just imagine like, okay, so you're walking down the street in El Salvador. I like, there's some food vendors. Somebody mm-hmm. out here is making you some fucking kebab, some random shit, some kebab. And they're like, $5. And then you like, hold on, bro. Let me fucking Bitcoin it to you. Like, <laughs> what? Stop! It's gonna be like spy kids. Get your stupid ass out of here! Right, they'll eat the food in front of you because of that nonsense. Right. So, but this is a big thing. Like every business needs to accept um, accept it. And then, like as you said, what if they don't have the technology? I'm sure not a lot of businesses in El Salvador, unless it's like high class restaurants or like in top tier cities, will have access to this type of stuff. Right. So most of the country won't be able to use the Bitcoin anyway. Right, unless unless the country then implements like programs to get all businesses to have this kind of technology, like so if they do like an infrastructure plan kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. Me as a business owner, I I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Like if uh, I were a business owner, right, to take Bitcoin at, for my goods and services and like to pay people in Bitcoin, like. I guess it won't be weird if everyone in the country and every business in the country lets that happen, but it just seems interesting. So I'll definitely be following this to see if any other development ha- developments happen, but that's what I got for you. That's exciting stuff, though. I'm excited for um, El Salvador. But right. speaking about that part of the world, um, we're going to go... That general area. We're going to go to Brazil, where right now there is a huge manhunt after a family of four was killed. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, guys, sorry. I just have all the heavy hitters today. Right. Um, hundreds of officers are involved in a search for a man accused of killing a family of four in Brazil. Um, a helicopter has been deployed for the 33-year-old suspect. He's supposedly hiding in the rural area of Central Glass Estate. Um, they said that he killed a man, his two sons, um, and, oh, excuse me, sorry guys, at an attempted robbery last week, and he's also accused of kidnapping and then killing the man's wife, whose body was found about four days after. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they identified the suspect as Lazaro Barbosa, like Barbosa, like in, um, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Um who took another family hostage, and they were released unharmed, though. 
but he set their car on fire. We don't understand what's going through this man's head. Maybe he's just having like a type of mental breakdown that doesn't justify him killing anybody or doing his actions. Obviously. However, I do not believe they should shoot on sight like in America. Um, so more, as I said, more than 200 officers are involved. They have also asked for some civilian help because you can only do so much in an area you are unfamiliar to. Um, you have to ask those that live there what's going on because, you know, those are the only people that will have the answers. But it's the first time, according to uh, the federal district governor, that he's seeing something like this, that it's an impressive manhunt. Hmm. And even though it's an impressive manhunt, his police officers still couldn't find him. Oh. So it sounds like he's throwing a little bit of shade. Oh, right, um, right. There, he's probably like, we're putting a lot of money into this. And y'all not fucking yes. find it. Yeah. Basically. But this is a relatively new story. It just developed in the past couple of days. So it's keep an eye out for it. It's supposed to be rather interesting. The manhunt is still going on. They still have yet to find this poor man. Um, apparently, I guess he's really good at playing hide and seek because with 200 officers plus or minus 100 other civilians that are in the officer's debt. They still can't find him. Somebody's either right. hiding him or he's just in plain sight and nobody's really looking right. that hard. If he's doing this alone, like if he's com- like completely alone and hiding it, mm-hmm. um, he is doing a phenomenal job as a criminal. Right, but then what if he was paid off to like get rid of that family? Like there That's are a what lot I'm saying. I'm like, I bet there's him. a bigger conspiracy or so I right, because then that would make sense as to why they couldn't find him yet, because yeah. by now they should have found him at least, or some right. aspect. Right, if it's one man, him. and you have it, over 300 it, people looking? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We should so have found him yesterday. <laughs> they know what he looks like, they have his name, and they wow. know the area he's in. I that's, feel as though... That's too much information to have to be where we are right now. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yes. Very interesting, yeah. So, y'all, if you want to keep looking out for this case, you can find it on BBC. It's uh, under the Latin American section. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, so those are all the articles that I have for you this week. Did you have anything else, my guy? No, that was it, my fam. All right. Sorry, guys. We understand this episode was a little bit shorter, but we still wanted to try to manage to cover international something. Because, as we said, we are here to bring you all the news, not just American news. Also, environmental factors we will focus on at a different point. Oh, yeah, for sure. America is fucking up, though, so we'll see. (laughs) This is correct. They always have something, but next week they might have something so big, we got to cover it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That's right. But, but you know. as usual, thank you for tuning in, pals. We hope you have a great time listening to us, and we hope this upcoming week is a good one for you. That's right. And where can you reach us oh, if you, you want to see us? Or not really see us, but talk right. to us. Right. You could catch us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, the gram at IGMP Podcast. Uh, so you can DM us there, uh, like our stuff. Um. And yeah, <laughs> tell your friends and fam about us. Uh, share us with the people you care about because you also want them to be informed. We are also very grateful for everyone who has listened so far and keep listening. Uh, we love you all. Again, not in Always. a creepy way, but simply in an appreciative way. 
yes, in an, in an endearing way. We love you guys for allowing us to have a platform. A indeed. And we hope to continue to share that with you all. Mm-hmm. But that's it, pals. Um, we're your gals, and we'll see you again next week. Yeah. Two see you next Happy week, Father's Day. Happy. Oh, yeah. Shit. I almost forgot. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> happy Pop's Day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>